Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Between You and Me. We have now begun season five, and I'm sitting here on my bed, candle lit. It's 4 p.m., the middle of November. It is such a significant time period of my life, such a significant day, and it's just such a weird moment to be sitting here relaxing and talking to you guys about what I'm going to talk to you about when so many themes have been happening in my life that are really making this subject very important for me to talk to you guys about. Okay. Once again, I'm very, very happy to be back after a couple months in between. I hope you guys like the bonus episodes, but I do this very regularly where I take a little break, think up some new topics of discussion for you guys, and am able to kind of sit back, reflect on how this past season has gone, and figure out how we can move forward, some changes, some differences, some good things happening, and that's what I was able to do. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit more about this life that I live and the way that I perceive it because I feel like I have spoken about this subject multiple times but I want to come back and touch on it in almost a different perspective and have different because I have different thoughts about it and I want to talk about the idea of being in my 20s being in my mid-20s almost and figuring out what life means to me where I am in my journey, and also this idea of acceptance when it comes to everybody else, their life, their journey, and the idea of feeling like you might be behind or you might not have everything all put together. You might not have your shit together. You might not be where you want to be. Maybe you thought when you were younger, you would be at a different point of life. And I think that this is a really common theme in people in this time frame of their lives, Or maybe I'm just dramatic because I also think a big part of this is that I am so riddled with like anticipation for what's to come in my future and also a lot of fear of the future of not knowing the future. So it feels like everything needs to be going at 100 miles per hour and I need to be straight moving into my goals and the direction that I want to be or I don't feel like I'm where I should be yet. Okay. And I was talking about how significant this day was because my sister is having a baby, actually. And today is the day that she is at the hospital and she is giving birth. Um, She is not, has not given birth yet and there's no visitors allowed. So I'm just waiting for the moment that I hear that she's ready and that we're going to come to the hospital. I'm going to meet my niece. But it's incredible for me to be sitting here and reflecting on which I have been like throughout this day how life has progressed and moved and like been so fulfilling and how I can see my sister who's 
somebody that I used to literally share a room with, literally sleep in bunk beds with, and when she would have nightmares, she would climb up into my bunk and sleep with me, and now she's going to be a mom. Like, that's insane. Me and my sister are like two and a half years apart, so the time frame and even just the comparison to my own sibling when I'm thinking about where I should be in life and where she is, is such an interesting factor that plays into why I feel like I feel like I'm left behind. Like I don't feel like I have this foot in the door of life yet. And I'm living at home. I'm living with my parents. I'm figuring out my career still. I'm working every day towards you know, building myself a future. I've graduated university already. I've left like the student life behind, at least for now, I think, not sure. And it's just really interesting to sit back and think about that and also come to the realization that you don't have to be in anyone else's path. You don't have to follow anyone else's path. You don't need to be where your sibling is or where your best friend is or where the girl you follow on Instagram is if you guys are close in age, you know? And I think for such a long time, I was pinpointing where I thought I would be in my life at this age along with all this heavy comparison from where other people are at in their lives and even my own sister who is one of the closest people in my life so it's like very easy to compare yourself to someone who's moved out has a long-term partner of 10 years and is going to have a baby and she's two and a half years older than me so that whole ideal and thought process is something that I think has been in my head for I want to say like a good three four years since I've you know started in my 20s and like actually realized like, okay, I'm like an adult. I graduated university kind of early, I think like a year earlier than most people do. So I was 21 when I graduated and I had a degree and a dream and that's it. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no thought process of my future. I am borderline the kind of person that is very anxious. So she depends on planning but just just for a short period of time I'm not a 10 year down the road planner or even a five year down the road planner I'm like a week ahead type of planner a month ahead maximum because in my eyes it's so daunting to plan and set goals for myself of where I want to be in two three four five years and then sit back and look at them in a year or two and realize I haven't reached them yet. Because I think I already know mentally that I'm already so hard on myself that if I do that and let's say write these set of goals down for me in five years and I haven't reached them, I'm going to shit on myself for it. I'm not the type of person that's like, that's okay, Alex, get them next time. You can work harder. You can do that. You can, you can figure this out. It's like if I notice that, is where I wanted to be at a certain point in my life and I'm not there yet, I'm gonna have a bone to pick with my own self. So because of that, I think coming out of my adolescence and into my early 20s, I was really not sure of what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. I just had this thought process and this idea and almost like a manifestation of of sorts that in a few years, I'll have my shit together. I'll have enough money to move out. I'll have this and I'll have that and I'll have that. But what I failed to do is actually plan and execute a plan to get me to that point. So it feels almost like I've been surfing waves for the past two, three years. And 
I don't want to be too hard on myself because I do think I have reached a lot of goals that I've wanted to, this podcast being one, and many other things in my like social media career in that genre. But it also at the same time feels like it's very hard to pursue this type of career in this like day and age now where everybody's doing it. And there's a lot more to it now than there ever was before. So there's so many aspects of the work that I do that is so hard to juggle by myself. And when I'm mentally not doing the best, I don't have anyone really to fall back on when it comes to my work. So my work suffers too. So that's what I mean by this roller coaster and this wave that I've been riding. It feels like I've been living the same life, just having different circumstances hit me and at the end of the day, I'm still here and I'm still not where I want to be. And that's the issue. That's the problem is that I feel like after everything I've done and how hard I've worked and how hard I've worked on myself, my career, my relationships, I feel like there's a level of plateauing that I can't get past. And if I'm sitting here and reflecting about it, I think there's two reasons for that. I think one of them is non-acceptance. And it's the fact that I'm never truly content with where I'm at. So it feels like I'm running towards a goal that I don't even exactly know what I want, but I'm looking at it as a source of happiness and a source of success and peace instead of trying to find that in my present life and being appreciative and accepting the situation that I'm in now. And number two is that I think that I haven't given myself enough chances to get out of my comfort zone and to really pursue things in different areas, maybe not even just social media, but other things in life that would help me break out of this kind of cycle that I feel like I could potentially be in right now. I feel like a lot of us get trapped in this cycle and it's something I've talked about before, especially in my survival versus living episode. I think that what happens to a lot of us is that we are focused on surviving instead of living. So it feels almost like we're in this nonstop cycle of finishing your to-do list every single day, saving up enough money to do this or to do that, to go on this vacation, to buy this car, to pay rent. And we're never actually truly feeling fulfilled with what we're doing on a day-to-day because we're so stuck in the survival mode, which mind you, is the way that society is set up is to fit us into this what I like to call rat race where we're all chasing the same thing but we're also chasing our own tails because we think that the next best thing that we're going to get is what's going to truly give us that peace or that happiness and that satisfaction in our lives but lo and behold it's just not the case there's a lot more that has to come from within for you to feel that type of acceptance and peace and I don't think it really matters where you are in life for the most part, depending on very extreme circumstances. But in my situation, I don't think it technically really matters where I am in life for me to really get to that peaceful and accepting time. And I think it's also a really positive thing to feel like you're consistently working towards something and wanting to reach different levels and getting into different realms of work and life and relationships and achieving different milestones. I think that's a really positive thing, but only if you don't expect that to be your end-all be-all and to be the one thing that quote-unquote sets you free and now you're happy and content and you finally feel like you've made it 
or you're at the place that you should be. Because I know for a fact that a big thing that rings true in my own mind that I hold really intensely as a kind of degrading, not degrading, I don't know what the right word is, like something that I shit on myself for, let's say, for lack of better words, is that I haven't moved out of my family's home and that I'm still living with my parents at my age, which I don't want anyone to take offense to that because I know that a lot of people my age still live at home. But then again, a lot of people younger than me don't. So I think that's my biggest thing that I really do shit on myself for because I expected in my younger years that like, oh yeah, when I graduate university, when I do this, when I do that, I'm going to move out. I'm going to have that lifestyle. I'm going to live with some friends. I'm going to live on my own, whatever it might be. And the fact that I haven't reached that point, I think is the biggest thing that tugs in my mind when I have moments where I really do reflect and feel upset. And feel like that little existential crisis is ringing in my mind. I'm like, no, I'm not where I thought I should be. What am I doing in life? Like, what's going on? That's the biggest point for me. But then if I think about it realistically, if I were to be living on my own, let's say, unfortunately, in this day and age as well, and where I live, I would be probably living in Toronto. And it is so unbelievably expensive out there. Even near me where I live, if I wanted to rent a place here, it's so unbelievably expensive here as well. And would I really be happy? Would that be the key to me being happy? No, I really don't think so. So the fact that I sit here and I kind of blame myself for not being at that point in my life is really sad because it's such a subconscious thought, I think. And it's something that I haven't even been able to fully get rid of for a while which is why I wanted to talk about this in this episode because I was reading my book, which a friend of mine recommended, and it's a very well-known book. It's called The Power of Now. It's a Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment by Eckhart Tolle. I think I pronounced that correctly. And I was just reading a chapter, I want to say a couple weeks ago, that was so powerful to me, and I want to read it to you guys. I have a couple lines that I highlighted. It says, wherever you are, be there totally. If you find your here and now intolerable and it makes you unhappy, you have three options. Remove yourself from the situation, change it, or accept it totally. If you want to take responsibility for your life, you must choose one of the three options and you must choose now. Then accept the consequences, no excuses, no negativity, no psychotic pollution, keep your inner space clear. And later on in the chapter, it gives an example where it says, is there something that you should be doing, but you're not doing? Get up and do it now. Alternatively, completely accept your inactivity, laziness, or passivity at this moment, if that's your choice. Go into it fully, enjoy it, be as lazy or inactive as you can. If you go into it fully and consciously, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You will soon come out of it, or maybe you won't. Either way, there is no inner conflict, no resistance, 
no negativity. Now, I think that that was such a significant little piece of the book that I found so inspiring almost because one thing about me is that I have a very loud inner critic and I like to call her mini-me, even though she's probably more than 50% of me. She speaks really intensely and really dramatically and she's really annoying and she sits in there when I'm relaxing or when I'm not doing anything or when I'm just, you know, trying to have a good time and she's telling me, why are you being lazy? You could be working right now. You could be doing something else. You could be doing this. You could be doing that. You're not where you're at in life yet. You haven't achieved this. You haven't met that goal yet. Instead of me just fully accepting in that moment that, yeah, I'm going to sit the fuck on my bed. I'm going to watch some Netflix and I'm going to enjoy. I'm just going to enjoy it. That's the thing about rest and recuperation and being lazy. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's a matter of how much time you put towards your goals and your life and the exterior things that you want to get done in your day and how much time you give to yourself to truly relax and enjoy, to really just be and to have peace in that moment. Because we're really able to achieve peace at any moment, but sometimes we choose not to. And sometimes it's a subconscious thought. You're subconsciously suffering because you're allowing your inner critic to be so loud rather than shutting her down and saying, this is my time. I'm going to enjoy it. If I'm lazy and I should be doing other things, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be lazy. Or if you're not content with that, you're going to get up and you're going to change what you're doing and you're going to go complete those goals. You're going to go complete the tasks that you wanted to do today because those are your only options. You either stay the same or you change. And in either of those situations, the only thing you can do is accept them. Another part of the book that I saw that has to do with this, later on in that same chapter, it says, in quotes, one day I'll make it. Is your goal taking up so much of your attention that you reduce the present moment to a means to an end? Is it taking the joy out of your doing? Are you waiting to start living? If you develop such a mind pattern, no matter what you achieve or get, the present will never be good enough. The future will always seem better. A perfect recipe for permanent dissatisfaction and non-fulfillment. Don't you agree? Now that quote really sits with you because it allows you to sit back and think, how many times have I been doing that in my life? And to a certain extent, it's self-sabotage, but so subconsciously. So many of us don't even notice that we're doing that to ourselves. And I literally told you guys I've been probably doing that for the past three to four years of my life. And honestly, probably longer. But even before that, I think I don't have memory of it. And it's only just in the past couple of years that I have a very, very strong memory and almost consciousness of how many times I've let myself not feel content with where I'm at right now. And it also comes down to not celebrating the goals and the achievements that you have made up until now because in your mind, they're not good enough. It's a really, really interesting thing. And I think that if you guys are listening to this, take a second to sit back and think about how much you've been doing that in your own life, because it is true what the book says. It is a recipe for permanent dissatisfaction. If you are like this now, you're just going to keep completing goals and reaching for the next goal and never completely feel satisfied. You're never completely going to feel at peace if you don't start accepting where you are now. Now, this is a really special piece of information because I'm talking to you guys as a person who doesn't even do this. 
I'm not even talking to you from a place where I'm like, oh, my life has gotten so much better. I'm at peace. I love my life. Everything's good. I'm in the thick of it. I need to do something about this because I don't think I've been present enough in my life. And being present has been one of the most important things that I've been trying to do for myself. And I think it's a very long, 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 long term goal especially when you're somebody like me who deals with anxiety. Anxiety is the first thing that will rip you out of the present moment and make you dissociate to the point where you don't even feel like you are living in this moment. You're living in the future and the fear of what's going to happen in the future rather than living in the now. That's why I got find join the present tattooed on my body two years ago because I said, babe, we need to start focusing on the present more. And like I said, it's a journey to get there, to really, really, really find it within yourself to start focusing on now and accepting now and where you are right now because that's all we really can do what's the point if you really think about it of that inner critic that's just so not content and dissatisfied with where you're at and is always trying to find something else that's going to make it better there's really no point so many of us are living in like this headspace where we're not conscious of how much we can actually hurt ourselves and I think the goal of all of this is to start becoming conscious start becoming conscious of your thoughts becoming conscious of how you speak to yourself inside of your mind being conscious of the importance that you put on your future goals in terms of your happiness and in terms of your peace and start being conscious of accepting where you are in this present moment rather than thinking that something else in the future is going to make you present and happy. Because I can be a very good example that that's just not the case. And I'm sure that a lot of people in their older ages that are way more further along in life than I I even am in can tell you the same thing if they're even conscious of how they've been doing it themselves. An interesting story that I had, this is such a funny story actually. I was at the gym like a week ago and I went into the sauna with one of my friends when we were done working out and we were just sitting in there and there was a super nice sweet chatty little lady who was just sitting in the sauna enjoying the warmth and me and my friend were just talking randomly about hair care routines or something like that and then she sparks up a conversation she's like oh like what products do you use in your hair because I was talking about how I left like hair oil in my hair before I went to the gym so that I could like get home take a shower and blah 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 And all of a sudden she just switches the convo up. She's like, I'm a really like talkative person. Like the other day I was in the sauna here and I was asking everybody what they thought life meant to them. And immediately my social anxiety kind of like kicks me in the butt. And I don't have very bad social anxiety, but when I'm put on the spot, I'm gonna have a little bit of like an anxious moment there. So she's asking all the women that are in the sauna in that moment, what do you think the meaning of life is to you? And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know yet. And first, there is an older lady who we all like told our ages because she wanted us to compare our answers based on our age. She was in her late 40s. The lady who was also in there with us was in her 60s. And then we had another lady in her 50s. And then me and my friend who were in our 20s. So she's speaking to the 60-year-old woman and the woman is talking about the idea of being present. She thinks that life, the meaning of life is 
being very intentional about our actions and what we do in our day-to-day life and finding time to be present. And in that moment, she also said, it takes an effort to find that time and space. And it's a constant, you know, reminder to be present in the moment. And that's what life meant to her. And I was like, wow, okay, that's really interesting. And it's like, huh, you always hear that and you always know that. And that's like some of the biggest advice that me personally, someone who makes podcasts about self-help and reads a lot about self-help, follows a lot of self-help content. It's one of the things that I hear the very, very most. And you try and practice it in your day-to-day life, but it's not always your top priority, right? And then you hear someone talk about what their meaning of life is and you're like, oh, damn, okay. The present is a little bit more important and should be held at a little bit of a higher standard than I have been thinking about it in. And it's not a matter of like, oh, I don't think being present is that important. It's like you get so lost in the cycle of life and get so lost in your own subconscious that you are not conscious enough to start thinking about the present moment. That's why it is a constant reminder that you need to be giving yourself all the time. And then I remember the 50-year-old woman was talking about how she believed life to be about health and travel. And I thought that was really cute. Then it came to me and my friend and she's like, what do you guys think? You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. Um, she didn't want to put us on the spot and I was just like, oh, um, first thing I came to my mind was I think that life is about figuring out what life is. I think that it's a constant what is life at every single point and especially at my age, I think that the one thing that is the biggest theme and has been for my 20s is figuring out who I am and what my place is in this world and what the world really is even about. So I basically told her I didn't have a freaking answer because that was my answer. And I think that there's truth to that to a certain extent because I think at every point of somebody's life, they're constantly trying to figure out their shit. They're trying to figure out more about themselves. They're trying to figure out more about the world. They're trying to figure out more about the people around them, how they can grow, how they can do better, how they can change. And life is just about figuring shit out. Obviously, it's a very subjective question, meaning there can be so many different answers and it's up to your own interpretation. But I think that the way that someone answers is also an answer in itself, right? My friend said that she thought that the meaning of life was loving people, not just romantic relationships and not just, you know, friendships, but love in general, the way love is given and received in life. And I also very much agree with that one too. There's so much meaning to life. It's like I agreed with everybody's answers and it was so interesting to see people at different portions of their life, right? And how they answered this question and what was really the most important to them at that point in time. And I think it reflects a lot on the position that they're in and how conscious they are of their own thoughts. For example, the six-year-old woman was talking about being present, meaning she's definitely delved into that conscious part of her brain that's really able to stay present and stick with it and be very intentional about what she's doing 
and really live in the moment and feel fulfilled in the moment and feel very accepting of where she's at in life. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that that's where I'd like to be at her beautiful age. So I'm speaking it now. I want to talk about it now because it's something that I think needs to be changed in myself. I think my inner critic needs to die. I think she needs to take a hike and needs to go on hibernation because I want to feel more accepting of where I'm at in life and feel better about the place that I'm at because I have so much to be grateful for and so much to be proud of myself for. And I need to start honoring that and honoring that part of myself because I know for a fact that I struggle with my mental health because of that inner critic, because she's just so disrespectful and rude and mean and I really don't like her. So it's like, why am I feeding her? Why am I giving her more fuel and more ammunition and proving to her that, yeah, no, I'm not at this. I'm not at the right point in my life. I should be further in life. And I'm agreeing with her. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. So I think that was just an interesting topic. I think that I finally almost, you know, opened the next chapter of let's start not giving a fuck what that inner critic says. And let's start accepting because I've had so many podcast episodes where I've been sitting here and I've been ranting and I've been on and on and on and on about how much I dislike where I'm at in my life and how unhappy I am with it. And it's like, bitch, you're never going to be happy if you don't try. And I'm sick of her. I'm sick of the inner critic. So yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. I think that my passion and emphasis in this episode, you guys should take for yourselves I know probably every single person listening to this has an inner critic inside of them, whether or not they're taking up 50% of their lives or 10% or 5% or 2%, she's there. So let's try our best to, you know, put a muzzle on her and really move forward with our lives in an intentional and accepting and present way, because I think that's going to give a lot more peace to all of us in our lives and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean stop reaching for your goals and stop striving to be better and all this absolutely not it means as you are doing so remember to be grateful content happy and accepting of what you have right now okay awesome i'm so happy to be back i'm so happy to be talking to you guys and i will talk to you guys in my next episode bye love you imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowl code buttery exclusions apply see site for details